Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Las Vegas where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show we talk about what you think about but maybe afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on this time. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, UFC, politics, film, TV, collectibles, you name it, we talk about it. It's been a week gone by. We had a hell of a show last week. We got a very, very fun and funny and exciting show this week. I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. TJ, how are you? I'm good. I feel like I'm in the Brady Bunch right now. It's like, here's a story of two lovely ladies that are on a podcast that is Bruce's own. That's very good, TJ. Thanks. I've been practicing. All right. There you go. Well, we're on the show. So now that you mentioned the two lovely ladies, the first lovely lady we have is somebody everybody knows about. We don't know what she's going to say until she says it. We laugh with her. We've cried with her, and we've uh, gotten mad with her. So we'll bring her back on. The wonderful, the sensual, the beautiful, the ever-loving penthouse pet, director, writer, star. You name it, she's done it. Sammy Phillips. Hi, Sammy. Hi, guys. I just want to know, when have you ever truly been mad at me? Never, ever. Oh. Never, ever, ever. Oh, I didn't no. say mad at no, you. No, no, no. When I meant we got mad at the world together. Oh, we ran and we paid. No, I, I, I've been mad at Sammy. For the record, TJ, TJ's been mad. TJ's been mad. That's for sure. Yeah. No question. Well, Sammy, I know you're here, and we always have a good time with you talking about the week that was, the stories in the news. And of course, we brought back the sex and relationship show. If there's any questions that the right, the uh, listeners have written in, that TJ will read to us and we'll go over on the show. But I have three of them that, before the show is over oh, today. Three? Yeah. Oh, I want to I reel our guest to be on there with us. So I've already given her name away. Let me say this I had the pleasure of meeting a wonderful girl in Las Vegas about probably five years ago, give or take, at uh, was it the International Model Contest. And Nabril, you can correct me if I'm wrong on the title, which she won. And she and her friend Liz Kirkland and I all went out to dinner the next night, had a great time getting to know each other. And Nabril and I have stayed friends ever since. She's an amazing woman. She's from Australia, young girl. I call her a woman, amazing girl, a professional <laughs> model, beautiful beyond personified beautiful and also the mix of deadliness as a boxer she is a professional boxer we're going to talk about her bout coming up september 18th in dubai of all places but let's bring on abriel mathy hi abriel how are you hi i'm good that was quite an introduction thanks bruce <laughs> oh really that was off the cuff but i'll take it thank you i'll take all the it's it's almost like he gets paid for those introductions yeah, a little bit a little bit he's uh he's given me he's given me a couple in the street before too remember that (laughs) oh yeah get you going most definitely you know Uh, what sammy meet of real of real meet sammy meet hey i had a a a quick question so you guys met when you were modeling and now you're boxing did the modeling come first and then the boxing or were you always boxing Uh, The modeling did come first, but at the time I met Bruce, I was doing both modeling and boxing and kind of how we met was because I won this pageant and the owner of the pageant was a friend of Bruce and was, and knew that Bruce was in town for the UFC like a couple nights later. 
And he said, wait till he hears that the winner of our pageant is a fighter. And so he called him and Bruce was like, I have to come down and meet her. And he came down, we met, we hung out and yeah, we became friends. Yeah, it was great. And then uh, you and Liz went to the UFC the next night. Yeah, you I, gave us yeah. tickets to the UFC. That was amazing. That was the first time I ever went to a, like a live UFC actually. And I had so much fun. I couldn't, but that was the Conor McGregor night when he knocked Aldo out in seven seconds and everyone was like, oh my God. It was over so Dang. Quick. I mean, those yeah. are some good sought after seats, Buff. I'm yeah, you, those seats were going for about five, ten thousand a piece, right? They were crazy. I'm pretty but, sure it um, said ten thousand on the ticket. Yeah, <laughs> I had two tickets. What am I gonna do? Go stand in the hallway and sell them as Bruce Buffer? Like, here, come watch. Me. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I was in town that weekend. You didn't offer me the tickets. I'm just saying. DJ, you uh, weren't, uh, don't feel you bad. weren't a contestant. Yeah, don't feel bad. You weren't a contestant. And neither did you win the beauty contest. So, but I could have. <laughs> I, I could have. I mean, I, I didn't know about it. I could have. You could have entered. And I know what Sammy's going to say. Don't worry about it. I didn't invite her, right? Is that what you're going to say, Sammy? What? How did you know what I was going to say? All I can say, I will say one thing, Bruce Buffer, and I know you very well. Why are you crimson red? Why are you so red? I think that's just on your side. He doesn't look red to me. Yeah, maybe it's... No. She's trying to think I'm blushing again. It might just be the right. lighting. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, Evriel, do you think Bruce looks red? Does he look flushed? Uh, he's he's a little gingerbread, yeah. All right, so I tried, Buff. I tried. They're, I mean, they're both coming at you hard, so sorry. I don't know. If I'm on the show with two beautiful women, I have a tendency to blush, so maybe that's what it is. So take it as a compliment, maybe. Okay. Maybe it's just the air conditioning, right? It's... Yeah, it could be. It could be. Yeah. It could be my morning my morning walk in the sun. So who knows? But all right, Red Bruce is here. Beautiful. Sammy <laughs> Phillips and Avril are here. And TJ is here. So let's get the show rolling. Why do you call everyone beautiful on the show except me? This is bullshit. Um, I don't know what to say. I don't, I really don't know what to say. Maybe I have a tendency can't you to call me beautiful. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll take, I'll take mildly attractive at this point. And here we are with the mildly attractive, but truly handsome TJ. <laughs> but stop, so. Buff. Stop. Jeez. You're, you're not a flatterer boy. Thank you. All right. Sounds good. I'm a flatterer. All right. Here. Speaking of flattering, let's flatter our listeners. Now, Sammy, you asked a very pertinent question, but you know one thing I want to state here is that Avril's been at the boxing for quite a while. Uh, she's an amazing athlete, period, whether it's volleyball, you name it, whatever. Um, she's definitely a physical specimen. She can carry herself in any sport, I would assume. But Avril, you know, when you think about the fact that you're a model, your job is to be beautiful, your job is to be presentable, yet you're getting punched in the face, okay? Where's the motivation to be a boxer? And is it fulfilling your dreams fully where you're at right now? Yeah, like for me, it's just about being the best that I can be. And boxing is something that I've found an out. I'm a very competitive person. Let's just start with that. Very competitive. So um, when I was modeling, like, you know, I do regular modeling as well, but I really loved the pageants because it's a chance to like get up and compete and, you know, put on a show and perform. And over the years of doing pageants, I started to get good at them and like I would win them, you know, and it's like, it's still exciting, but it starts to lose that adrenaline that you got when you first got up on stage and you were like, Oh my God, all these people, you know, and I have to answer a question and I don't know what it's going to be and whatever. So 
when I discovered boxing, so I used to do Muay Thai, just a little background, which is like kickboxing with elbows and knees. Uh, of course, you know, <laughs> who am I talking to here? <laughs> so I, I mean, Sam, 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 Sammy just learned. She, she just I learned that. I so. had no idea yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I used to do Muay Thai like back in the day just for fitness. I had no interest in fighting because Muay Thai is just brutal. And, uh, at one point I broke my foot in training. So boxing was literally the only thing I could do. I couldn't run, couldn't jump. I could just like throw my hands. That was it and hobble around on the outside of my foot, the part that was not broken. So I started boxing and um, just fell in love with the coach that I had at, at the time. He started teaching me more like the, the movement and the, the slipping and rolling and not getting hit and the tactical side of it rather than just throwing the punches. And so that when I, that was when I was like, okay, like I need to have a fight. Someone needs to test me and make sure I'm doing this right. And I had my first fight and it was such an adrenaline rush. It was like everything that I loved about modeling and pageants and stuff like that, but times a thousand, it was the best feeling ever. And I just became addicted to boxing. Um, Sorry. Did you win? Yes, I won my first two fights. I lost the third one. So my my third amateur fight in Australia, there's not that many girls in the amateur boxing. I was very lucky because I never turned up to weigh in and didn't get a fight. But it would be like you'd always have to go up weight divisions, down weight divisions, up or down experience levels. Like you just compromise whatever just to get a fight basically. And so I, it was my third fight. This girl had had like, I don't know, 15 or 20 fights or something, way more than me, but she was smaller than me. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll take it. Like, this will be easy. And I went in with this attitude. This girl killed me. She ran circles around me. And that was when I realized that experience is really important and there's more to boxing than just throwing punches and maybe like evading a, a few. Like you need to evade it and come back and have a game plan and set things up and yeah, so that first loss really taught me a lot and uh, made me hungrier to actually be really good at boxing rather than just, you know, training. Wow. What do you think of that, Sammy? I mean, you work I, with beautiful women it. all the time at Penthouse. I mean, is, is there any any boxers that you've known at Penthouse? I remember Perfect 10, that magazine that was out mm-hmm. where, you know, you couldn't have any extra work or whatever, all natural, but they used to put on boxing events with their really? 10 models. Oh yeah. No, I went to a couple. Oh, of them. Wow. I, had a, I had a couple of friends that fought in them and these girls, they fought their hearts out, man. They boxed each other silly. Right. And it was actually <laughs> pretty popular for a while until perfect 10 went out of business. You know, it's but, funny, Bruce. So back in the day, um, Avril, I'm a, a penthouse pet from June of 1993. I'm 55 years old. I'm super old, whatever. But back in my heyday, um, Penthouse used to sponsor events globally and certainly nationally. And we did an event with Budweiser and it was a boxing match. And Bruce Buffer, your brother, Michael, was the ring announcer. Um, I have photos with him. I have to dig them out of some box somewhere in my garage, but I do have photos with him. And I was a ring girl that um, wore, a Budweiser uh, bodysuit with a penthouse sash, and I would hold up the cards, and it was super. <laughs> it was the first time I've ever been to a boxing match, and it was thrilling. So I think hot, sexy girls and boxing definitely have been going together for a while. 
Well, they've been going together for a while just from the standpoint of the ring car girls, but now you're talking about putting on the gloves and getting in there and throwing arm, you know, throwing hands under Marcus and Queensbury rules. Yeah. And, you know, people love watching it. Avril, when, you, when you're boxing and you're doing your matches, I know you have this one in Dubai. Tell us about this Dubai, because one thing, when I hear Dubai, I, I smell, I hear, I think, money, okay? So Because they definitely do everything first class there. What do you expect on this event? Is this going to be a highly viewed event with a lot of people in the arena? Do you know about your opponent? And how did this fight come about? I mean, how are you getting these fights? So um, the main event for this card originally was Thor versus, uh, do you know who Thor is? He's the mountain from the Game of Thrones, that ginormous yeah. big guy oh. against Eddie Hall, who's like um, number one powerlifter, strongman guy, I think. And so the, the combination of the two of them fighting each other was supposed to be the heaviest fight in the history of boxing ever. And it was a big hyped up event. And that fight will still happen, I think, in March next year. But um, during the, the whole uh, process of leading up to the fight, Eddie Hall injured his bicep. And so he was out of the fight. And now Devin Larat, who's a famous arm wrestler, is going to fight him. Anyway, so because the the main event was like these strong big guys the undercard was a lot of uh power lifting and strength athletes as well and right. there's a girl steffi cohen she's a 25 time powerlifting champion uh world champion set a million records like she's an athlete an absolute beast like amazing phenomenal athlete and uh she's just got into boxing about a year ago so me and her were supposed to fight in an exhibition fight together. That was what I was asked originally. And right. then I guess um, as, you know, they were figuring out the card and stuff, her her team decided they wanted her to have a real fight instead of a exhibition fight. And we've sparred a couple of times. And Steffi's doing really good, but she's only been boxing for one year. You know, I've been boxing for nine. So there's quite a level difference there. And um, so to have a real fight against me didn't really make sense if they want to like grow her career and grow her as a boxer. So uh, they decided to keep me on the card um, because obviously, you know, I bring a lot of publicity and stuff with social media and stuff like that. And, right. you know, being a real boxer and stuff like that. So they, uh, they wanted to keep me on the card, but just in a separate fight to Steffi. So that was how I ended up on that card there. Originally, the show was going to be in Vegas, and then it got moved to Jacksonville. I'm not sure why that happened, but then COVID, um, COVID, COVID. It, yeah, exactly. And then because of COVID again, it got moved to Dubai. They were concerned that with rising COVID numbers in the US, um, that it would just be safer to have the event in Dubai. So it's a huge event as far as like the scale of the event. And I'm sure it's going to be like uh, amazing as far as the production. Um, they're only having, I think, 1,500 fans at the event. So right. the actual people there, well, you know, it's great that we have fans at all, especially now. But um, yeah, it's going to be much smaller than what was originally planned. Uh, but what they're really pushing is the pay-per-view. Um, which is only 10 bucks, so crazy at the moment anyway. I don't know if they're going to put it up. But, uh, yeah, so it's mostly going to be a watch it on TV kind of fight. Well, What's know, the date? Still, the date is uh, September 18th. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty quick. Yeah. Well, it's, well yeah. It's, been in, it's been planning in the works for, like, six months. So. Okay. Yeah. 
but it's changed. It's changed, right? The the date has changed. No, the date never changed. Just the venue. Yeah, but that's why I think it changed because over six months, like so much has changed in the world. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Hey, Avril. Every day, every day the change happens. Every day. Yeah. Just even today, you know, I was going to tell you, Sammy Henry was going to school this morning, and um, they somebody phoned in a mass shooting warning to a school that a mass shooting was going to happen at a school today. Oh, wow. So they found oh, the kid God. and they that did the report. But uh, even Henry at 16, his mom asked him, are you a little nervous? He goes, yeah, I'm a little nervous going to school today. I mean, that's every day is changing. Every day we're in store for something new. This is a crazy world in which we live. Um, wow. This this event that you're having here. The, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, that's okay. Um, I was going to ask you because your fight's so close. How do you, what are you doing to prepare? Like, what's your like regime do you work out a certain amount of hours a day? Do you mentally prepare? Like, how do you get ready for? And then this has been planning for six months. So have you been like really prepping this whole time? I'm just really curious. Yeah, so I had another fight on June 26th. Um, and then I took a holiday, went away for like a month to Europe. And then I came back and I had eight weeks to prepare for this fight. So for those eight weeks, just in general, Monday to Friday in the morning, I have my boxing training, which is usually like one and a half to two hours long. And that won't be like hard for the entire two hours, but it'll be like hard in parts and more technical in other parts. Um, but it, it's still like a pretty brutal session, that <laughs> two hours. Um, and then usually in the afternoon, not every day, but most days I'll have some kind of conditioning. So I might do like sprints at the track or I might have, um, a weight session in the gym, or I might do like some plyometric session. Um, if I have the afternoon off, then often I'm going to the beach and playing beach volleyball, which is not in the training program, but I just can't sit still. So <laughs> that's my, uh, that's my hobby. I need to find non-active hobbies. That's my biggest problem in life. I think. <laughs> yeah, but you always like to be on the move of real. And you know, if you go to a real Instagram site, which is a real Matthew, which is a V R I L. M-A-T-H-I-E, Sammy, you'll see all the different things she does. This girl is active all the time. Vacation-wise <laughs> for her, I mean, she's in love. I'm very happy to say that, right? Everything's going great with yeah. your husband, right? Yeah, everything good. Yeah, it looks like you guys have a great life together. And, um, you know, is she'll take a, off. She'll go to Greece. She'll go everywhere. What, what Sammy? Um, is he a boxer? Is he a, a, an athlete? Uh, he's he plays beach volleyball that was how I got into beach volleyball and before beach volleyball he played basketball and he has done boxing like he knows he so he's originally from Argentina and his family moved to Puerto Rico um so he moved there when he was like 20 and that was how he entered into America from there he met guys that were in the coast guard and was like oh my god that's such a cool life so he became a boat driver like driving the high speed boats in the in the coast guard and uh, that's what he's been doing for the past seven years. So his first station that he got stationed with the Coast Guard was in Philadelphia. And he's a massive Rocky fan. So while he was there, he was like, obviously I have to learn to box. So he went for a year, he went to a boxing gym and like trained and like learned how to box. And he had the intention of fighting, but like he just wanted to have a couple of amateur fights just, you know, for fun, for the experience. But he never did because... Um, he was so exhausted and he realized like you can't like from his job in the Coast Guard, it's very physical, you know? And so he was like, I, I just couldn't 
fit the boxing training and the job. And obviously one is my job and the other is just a hobby. Um, he's like, I realize what goes into this sport. Like you really have to dedicate a lot of time and effort um, and recovery too, to be able to like put on a performance. So he never ended up having a boxing fight, but he did train like a boxer for a year. So during the pandemic, it was really cool because we were like sparring in the car park and I actually had someone who like kind of knew what was going on and knew how to move with me. So that was great. <laughs> like, think about this though. What she's saying is Sammy is she's got a complete Latin American stud loving boyfriend <laughs> driving the speedboats for the Coast Guard, which is a dangerous job to begin with. And I'm sure he's faced a lot of danger in that. Multiple sports, boxing, basketball, volleyball, Studstress with the stud. That's all I'm hearing. <laughs> what a duo you guys must make walking out together. My gosh. <laughs> I wish he was here right now so I could put his head on the screen. <laughs> well, that's all right. You can play in the video later. <laughs> hey, real quick. Um, yeah, I'm curious. Uh, when it comes to boxing, the women haven't got the same sort of respect in boxing that I think women have in, in mixed martial arts. Uh, the, the, it's it's funny. Boxing is a much you know richer history, uh, at least longer history, I guess, with, with women. Uh, than, than mixed martial arts, but uh, MMA has sort of surpassed it. But one thing that MMA had to sort of go through, Avriel, uh, was uh, they were only allowed to fight three-minute rounds at first. Uh, now they're allowed five-minute rounds. Uh, in boxing, though, it's still two-minute rounds for the ladies. Would you like to see that changed? Yeah, I'd love to fight three-minute rounds. For me, part of my – I'm not the biggest power puncher. I'm more like I'll wear you down and out – out volume you and wear you down to the point that you're exhausted and then my punches might be powerful enough to do some real damage you know so usually if I've got like TKOs or well I, yeah in some of my harder fights against like tough opponents when I've got my TKOs like in those latter rounds where I sort of like beat them down a little bit. Bruce you're a better um, boxing historian than I am do, do you know why women only are afforded the two minutes because it doesn't make any sense to me. No, I don't really don't know. I don't know the reason why that is. And, you know, you take some of the fine athletes, Lucia Riker and Christy Martin, you know, two mm. of the most devastating boxers in the history of female boxing. There's no no issue with them even going three minute rounds. I think it's just um, and pardon me if I say this wrong, but I just think whoever making the rules was not treating men and weak women equal. Right. You know, yeah. OK, they're women. They can only do two minutes. You know, they're men. They can do three. Um, no, that's not they, fair. I mean, we're all about equality in life. If you're going to box and you should be able to box equally, not against a man, but equally in rules is my opinion, man or woman. I agree. They say it's something to do with health, um, but I've never actually heard the specific science or the research that, you know, decided that rule, but they say it's something to do with women's health or I, I don't know. I, so are I women's marathons that. not as long as men's? Like what? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? it, it doesn't make a difference. I'll tell you where the t comes in health. You're a beautiful woman. And you're getting punched in the face for an extra minute. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that does have something. To do with <laughs> okay. But the it's bottom also, line is, no, the bottom sorry? line is you're boxing. You're boxing. Yeah. Period. You're boxing. Oh, can I ask a question? Nope. Yes. Okay. Of course you can. Okay, so Avril, clearly you're a woman and you have breasts. Now, um, when you, some guy goes to punch your face, you can easily do a little of this, but your chest is an actual target. So are your breasts. Do you wear a breast protection? Do you wear something to cover the tatas? Um, you can, if you want to. I don't, um, unless I have to. Oh my God, funny story. So my very first fight, I'm in Dominican Republic and I'm in the ring about to fight. 
And the ref comes over and he says, do you have breast protectors? And I said, what? No, stupid me. I should have just said yes. And he goes, oh, you can't fight without them. I was like, wait, what? A girl from the crowd pulled the, you know, the inserts that you have in your like your sports bras she pulled her like her inserts from her sports bra out and gave them to me to put in my my coach had to put them in my top and apparently that qualified it was like the flimsy bra insert but it was fine because it was a I don't know it was the rules apparently so but so in some so that was in Dominican Republic, my first fight. And I guess in Dominican Republic, it's a requirement. Um, I've had other fights in other countries where they didn't even ask and no one even cared. So I don't know if it's always a requirement, but you can wear them if you like to. I don't really care because of? I've, pardon? What are they made out of? Uh, usually it's like a hard plastic, okay. um, but I don't really, I've, I've only ever once taken a punch to the breast that hurt. And it was because they got me like sort of right on the edge. But if you hit it like straight in the boob, it doesn't hurt for me. I don't know. I've never had a problem. And I, also uh, your, your hands are there. Your elbows are there like blocking sort of, I don't know, a big punch, I guess. I, uh, <laughs> hands up. Keep your I, hands up. I call a lot of women's. For I call. I call I call a lot of women's mixed martial arts fights, and we had one uh, athlete who um, was still breastfeeding uh, their their baby, and she returned and she took one right there, and because she was breastfeeding, it it hurt extra, and it ultimately led to uh, her getting TKO'd a few moments later. So yeah, it's it's a thing. Oh, I thought you meant yeah, word everywhere. No, no, no. It's just more sensitive, Sammy. Oh. Yeah, I, I personally, never, personally, that plastic, that plastic breast protector sounds very uncomfortable to me. Yeah, yeah. When I was uh, boxing as an amateur, my first few fights in Australia, it was mandatory to have a breast protector. But I had a thing that was like from here to here, and it covered the entire, and it was like plastic all the way across. It felt like cheating. Like it was like if someone hit you, you literally felt nothing. So right. after a few fights, I just stopped. I don't know. I didn't really like to wear it. It felt like I don't know. Yeah, felt like cheating. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sammy, you want to step in and throw a couple punches or what? Me? Oh God, no! I'm no, I'm no. I'm weak. Uh, my bones are brittle. Although when I was younger, I was a scrapper and I used to, I held my own. That's all I'm gonna say. You're from New Jersey, of course you did. Yeah, of course you did. Brooklyn, <laughs> same thing. Okay. I know. Brooklyn Actually, even worse. Poster would be like better. What? Brooklyn is not the same as New Jersey, but yes. It's, uh, better uh, boxing history in Brooklyn. Oh, there, um, there's got to be. No, there is. That's that's no, a statement, sure. not a uh, not a guess. Well, Avril, let me ask you, let me ask you a question. Sorry to take away from that on the Brooklyn thing, but uh, Avril, you know, with where you're at in boxing now, you've been at this now for four or five years, however, whatever the time has been. Nine. You've had your pro <laughs> nine. Nine. Years, nine years. Yeah, many- I've been in America. I've been taking it seriously for five. Okay, so how many how many fights have you had? Professional fights. Professional fights, I've had seven. This will be my eighth coming up. This will be be your eighth fight, and whatever you're getting paid, you don't need to tell us that. I hope it's very well and worth the time. But I think this is more of a passionate move on your part, is my guess. Although you want to make the money, I'm sure. Where do you see your boxing career going? What is your goal for your boxing career? What 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 is you what do you, would you like to see 
progress into in the next two years? For me, it's really just like a personal challenge. I just want to, yeah. I just want to have good fights. I want to have better and better opponents every time and see how far I can get. And I used to place importance on like being world champion. That was a really strong goal of mine. I really wanted to be world champion. But then I started to think about it more and I was like, why is it that I want to be world champion? Because, you know, I would meet these girls that are world champions and they've got nothing and they're struggling to get fights and they're struggling to get opportunities and they get paid next to nothing. And, and so I started thinking about what is it about being a world champion that's important to me? And what I realized is that I like to inspire people. I like for people to look at me and be like, she shouldn't be boxing, but then look at what she's doing. And she has no, like, I could do so many different things, but I do this because I love it. And because I want to do it. I didn't come from this background. I got kicked out of home when I was 15 and made it on my own and moved to a different country and like doing living life the way I want to live life and being healthy and being fit and, you know, being disciplined and giving myself goals and achieving them. And um, that's the way I live life. And I realized that just by living my life and thanks to like social media, Instagram, YouTube, et cetera, like, and being able to share that with people, I'm already doing what I love to do, which is inspire people. And obviously like to be a world champion would be an icing on the cake. But for me now, what I realized is it's more important for me to have like tough good fights against good opponents and put in a good performance and stuff like that than just win a belt you know I mean it would still be great to win a belt if those two things can combine but yeah for me it's more about the test and training for that and um yeah just like putting on performances really good fights I have a quick question, question. Who, what's your wish list of fighters opponents that you haven't uh been opposite yet like do you have like a top five or a top two not really no nope. not really so like I don't... In the octagon with or the ring with or whatever it is it's a ring no, Sorry. no, one's, no one's specific yeah. no okay. one's specific like i'd like to fight a southpaw i'd like to fight someone taller than me that's never happened <laughs> i'd like to but you know like just all different types of opponents different styles like that's what i'm more looking for not that there's not like a specific person that i'm like oh i want to fight her um, that like comes to my, you know, there's, there's a lot of girls actually, um, my weight class, there's quite a few girls in it. It's a popular weight class, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's more just like different styles that I'd like to challenge myself to fight against. Well, what I'm hearing is you want to be challenged and that's what yeah. you, that to me, knowing you, as long as I've known you watching you on social media, everything you do in life, you want to be challenged, whether it's the volleyball court, the training, the trips you take the boyfriends you have, <laughs> you want to be challenged, right? So it's all good. You know, you're a competitor, you know, through and through and through is the boxing. Um, are you actively modeling still? Is this still in, um, the goal of yours and this boxing help the modeling? Is that a combination of the two too? Yeah, it's, um, I mean, they're two separate things that I do, but I feel like it does help. I mean, I still, I do do like traditional modeling where it's like for a product that's got nothing to do with me. Um, but a lot of jobs that I get these days are actually for social media, um, which is great because I can do it on my own terms in my own time, whether it's me right. creating content for another company's social media and I just like take the pictures or I, or I actually like, um, hang on, I've just done something to my screen. I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, whether it's me taking the pictures for another company or it's me actually promoting products 
which I'll only do if I actually really like the products. I don't just promote Smart. anything. <laughs> otherwise, Smart. I'd be like, Smart. otherwise, I'd be a millionaire promoting cheek whitening right now, but <laughs> <laughs> or like waist trainers or something stupid. <laughs> yeah, like but, you um, need a waist trainer. Right, exactly. There's yeah. some things that are not believable. I got it. Yeah, but you wouldn't believe like what people want you to promote, right? But anyway, so uh, oh, I get I get a few uh, interesting offers too that I turn down. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> the best one that you've had. Um, usually some like a like a sexual object related Whoa. kind of thing. They yeah. want you know some kind of promotion. It's like, no, are you what? kidding me? I mean, what do you I mean do, a I sexual do, object. You know, um, the buffer lube. Yeah, I've been actually, Sammy, you you will not believe a couple of the things that have come across, you know, and I'm just like, I don't even answer them. I just say, forget it, you know? You I mean, know, th that might work, Sammy, the buffer lube for when it's time. Oh! Uh, we'll save that for when the career is on, on the way down. I mean, I, right. I'm, doing a, I'm, doing a manscape, I'm doing another Manscaped commercial next week. That's about the closest I'll get to that. All right. And, and I have a commercial coming out for um, Blue Chew, which is a... Uh, like a Viagra product. Right. That's also for when it's time. Hang on. So, so like Avril would uh, only endorse things that she believes in and is behind and maybe even used and endorses because she believes in it. Have you used? Oh, that's, that's too personal to, to ask, Sammy. Oh, I just believe, I just believe that Bruce oh, fully endorses personal. the extra help that people might need if they need that help. So yeah, let's not make it a personal well, considering thing. The, considering the question, I think I should answer it. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Trying so to save you, Buff. Trying to save let's you. Let's start, let's start with Manscaped. Okay. I told you before on the show, on the SNR show that I was term i mean that term metrosexual which was created what like 10 20 years ago whatever 20 yeah i i was metrosexual in my 20s which you know is called taking care of yourself i always thought the girls take care of themselves for me why shouldn't i take care of myself for them and personally i enjoy the whole grooming aspect of life so i was doing that before it was even talked about so manscape yeah manicures pedicures uh spa manicure pedicure massage facial that day, I, I love those kind of spa days, okay? Does that make me any less than a man? No, if anything, no. I think it should be attractive to the women that I've gone out with in my life or just for myself or my own personal grooming and caring for myself. And as also when you take the women with you. Which so, I, yeah. absolutely, girlfriends, we've had our spa days. There's no questions. One of my favorite things to do with someone I'm involved with. It's a beautiful way to spend the day. I'm real, I'm sure you will agree with that, right? Just go it get is. massage and get, get pampered all day long, you know, and then just have mm -hmm. a great dinner and God knows what else takes place. Okay. So that being said, so now as far as the, the product, the blue chew, which you don't is need to I go have, here, buff. You don't need to. Yes, he does. No, it's, it's, I, I am not a user because quite frankly, thank God, I don't have to be at this point in my life, which is enjoyable, but there are men out there that it's very useful for. And it's a, it's a, you know, there's two types. There's Viagra and there's Cialis. So what people do is they take either one and they'll repackage it under another name, but that's all it is. It's Viagra Cialis. And if you remember, we discussed this on the show. Yeah. The reason that Viagra was discovered was originally it was supposed to be a, a blood pressure medicine mm -hmm. and they tested it on the military, but then they noticed that they all were walking around, you know, happy, happy, right? right. So <laughs> it, suddenly created, it suddenly created a whole new product line. So it that's basically another, it. another name to up in arms. Yeah. 
But my part in the my part in the commercial is like in the manscape. I'm the humor factor. Okay. They're actually, and I won't give anything away from their campaign because it's coming out, but they're using some very well-known UFC fighters and their girlfriends. And that's where the story's built around. And I add the comical humor to the commercial. Okay? So we'll leave it at that. There you go. There you go. Are you guys ready for some sex and relationship emails? Yeah, Avril, is there anything else you wish to promote on the box again before we get into this? Um, no, I think you covered it. September 18th. You said my Instagram. You can go to the link in my bio to uh, get the pay-per-view link and watch me fight next weekend. Fantastic. I think the I think the audience, especially the men in the audience, want to hear you tell us what your Instagram handle is, okay? Oh, it's just my name, Avril Mathy, A-V-R-I-L, like Avril Levine and Mathy, like math, science, English, but with an I-E. Perfect, perfect. Check her out, gentlemen. Check her out, ladies. Definitely somebody to follow because you know what? You're a role model in your, in your own respect, Avril. The way you're leading your life on a daily basis is exciting. It's adventurous. It's athletic. It's positive. It's motivational. That's why you're on the show. And you're my hey. friend. And that's why you're hey. on the show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, um, real quick, before we get into the, S the SNR questions, I did want to tell you, Avril, on Saturday, September 11th, Evander Holyfield's fighting Vitor Belfort in boxing. Okay. I know. I'm so excited. I might go, actually. I'm yeah, I was going to say, it's it just got moved to Miami. It just got moved to the uh, Hard Rock down there in Miami. The reason why is yeah. Oscar De La Hoya, who originally was supposed to box Vitor Belfort, tested positive for COVID. Mm -hmm. California State Athletic Commission will not, from what I heard, there's a chance they would never authorize Evander Holyfield at 58 years old to box. So they immediately moved it down there. Snoop Dogg's part of it, a lot of rap. Michael is going to be announcing the event. Tito Ortiz is boxing Anderson Silva in the event. You think Tito so, makes weight? I don't know, but I'll tell you who did make weight. Are you ready for this, guys? Mm. Do you know who the full live in-person commentary person is going to be? I heard it's Jim Lampley. It's no, President I Trump, heard it. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Yeah, that's the, the yeah, that's the altern, uh, alternative uh, commentary feed, which is going to be like online only. But Lampley is supposed to be on play by play. Oh, okay. Lampley is on play by play. Yes, correct. Oh. But they're bringing in Trump, and Trump is going to host and, and do in person commentary from where? I guess what an isolated location. I don't know. I mean, he's not going to say anything about anything that's happening inside the ring. He's just going to use this as his own personal Twitter because he doesn't have any more, you know, forum anymore. Yeah. Hey, really quick question about Jim Lampley. Mm. Since his scandal, has he come back or is this the comeback? Well, that scandal was years ago, right? The one where he was involved in the... Uh, um, I'm not familiar. With, I'm not even oh, familiar. He, he was, a, was he arrested back then? I don't remember. I just remember he was one of it the was guys... Domestic, abused it before. was domestic abuse. Yeah, something. Something like that. That's I mean, as far as ago. I know, as far as I know, he was on HBO Boxing until they did their final show. Yes, he was. And the incident she's talking about is, is over 10 years ago. So okay. let's just say that it has, has gone by the wayside. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't even know about it. So, wow. One of those things. What can we do? You know, or what, oh, excuse me, one of those things. Stay clean, everybody. Be right to everybody. Okay. Speaking of staying clean and being right, come on, TJ. We have a few questions that came in because we do. Let's take on it too. Let's go. We do. All right. Uh, this uh, first one is from Marcus. Marcus writes in. He says, uh, Hey there. My name is Marcus and I'm 23 years old. Uh, I've been dating my 25 year old girlfriend for the better part of three years. Uh, she told me recently that her sex life is getting dull and that I need to take more control in the bedroom. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what she means. I haven't flat out asked her what she means either as I'm afraid to. How do I spice up our sex life? What does she mean when she says, take control? 
I got my answer, but you know what? Let's go to Sammy's got her finger up. Let the ladies go first. Um, uh, well, first of all, he said the main thing is that he hasn't even asked her yet what that means. So I would say the answer is you need to speak up and, and ask her what exactly do you mean? But I'm thinking that maybe he's more submissive in the bedroom. Like she's the alpha and he's the, you know, the beta and she, you know, when you're an alpha lady in your professional life, and maybe Avril, you understand this, um, when you're alpha all day, every day, when you come home with your man, sometimes you want to be a girl and you want to be the one being taken control of and the one, you know, being made to feel feminine when you're always feeling masculine. And I can say that for myself. Um, so maybe he just doesn't have a lot of, you know, gumption and he doesn't make the plans and he doesn't initiate stuff and he doesn't initiate sex and he doesn't initiate dates. And he, yeah, that's what I say. Yeah, Sammy, I agree with you hundred percent. Like, and just like little things like initiate the positions, put her in a position where you want her to be. And like, obviously listen to her, like what she wants and stuff, but like, be like, we're doing this. And like, when you hold her, like hold her strong, like not just like a soft, fluffy little touch, you know, like grab her hips, grab her shoulders, like grab her face and kiss her hard. Like, I don't know. Very <laughs> but the most important thing, like- It's an air conditioner buffer. Keep going, Avril, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's 99 cents for each additional minute buffer. Uh, yeah, there we go. One eight one eight hundred. It's time. Okay, I got it. I I agree with both of you. I think another aspect. Well, first, the, the key aspect is communication. That's the first. He's got to communicate. Everything you both said, coming from a female point of view, is absolutely true. I mean, women love to be controlled as well as they love to be controlling. You know, you got to understand that little switch on the back of each of our backs. It's like from low to high. You know, where you want to go and be able to adjust. But what I'm also reading into this is that. He's probably not being very original. He's probably being very missionary in his viewpoint towards everything where it's always the same. There's no change. Um, a little romantic thing, as, as, I met, as I mentioned on the show before, I mean, you can't just figure that sex is sex. You need to be turned on. You need to romance. You need to create the excitement, whether it's the rose petals leading to the bath that you've drawn for her with the champagne or the massage that you're going to give her. There's all these different ways. Take some control. Go back to your dating life. What would you do special for her during the first three weeks of your dating, much less after three years? Step back a little bit and try and re-excite everything. But communication is key, whether it's talking about what to do in the right situation or whether it's talking about doing it while you're in the situation. You know, a little dirty talk, a little directional talk never hurt anybody, right? I it's all about communication. get too comfortable and complacent in their relationships and they don't try like once they're comfortable they 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 don't have to do the romance anymore they don't right. have to do all that sorry tj no i was just gonna say i i think you're right i think a lot of people fall into that rut where it's like okay we do this for two and a half minutes and then we do this for 90 seconds and then we do this Boring. for hopefully seven minutes and then if it's not seven minutes i apologize and go get her a cookie or something you know well, so. let's hope the guy let's hope the guy has seven minutes in his gas tank that could be another issue so, yeah well know, <laughs> one thing that i would say that I, I think we all alluded to here but didn't really necessarily hit on the head is if he doesn't know what to do just do whatever you 
do, but do it confidently because that goes a long way too. Because there's something along the lines of, you know, there, there's a big difference between do you like this or is this okay? Like right. they're like you got to be careful how you phrase things. You know, just well, be say, confident. One salient point we're missing here is that the girl is 25. Right, girls mature much faster than men. Yeah, the man is 23. Right. And quite frankly, men are not, you know, as rules, I think the women, again, mature much faster. He's not a very experienced individual. Um, or maybe he is to a point. I, I don't mean to cast that aspersion on him. Well, but, you know, work on your experience. I mean, read up a little bit. Just expand out of your boundaries. You're 23. There's so much more to explore. And I guarantee you from his letter, they're not exploring. I've, I've heard this, too. I've heard this, too, that women seem to find their um, sort of peak in their preference uh, in the bedroom in their mid to late 20s, if not their 30s, where I've heard multiple women guys say that sex in their 30s is much better than sex in their 20s. And if she's just more comfortable in the situation, then she's probably playing, you know, two different games compared to what he's playing. You know, it's 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 hard to be compatible that way. Right, but Sammy's shaking your head. And one thing before I ask Sammy, why were you shaking your head? Men usually sexually peak by the time they're 28. Women are peaking into their 30s. So Thank you. More, That's what I was yeah, 30s to 40s. 30s to 40s. They're much more. Well, that, I just said it. They're they're in their. Peak. Yeah, but I'm not even talking about peak. I'm talking about just confidence and in, in figuring out what what they want. That's what I've heard. That a lot of women aren't really comfortable in their skin until they've been having sex for 10, 15 years. Hey, bottom line, three words to this gentleman. Be a man. Ooh. Be a man. Okay? Be a man. That's all. I was going to say, bro, wait until you turn 50, bro. It fucking flips. You are, like, if you think you're the master of your destiny now and that you are in control and you've got it all figured out, the minute you hit 50, game over, you really fucking know. It's amazing. <laughs> like, the day but I woke you- up at 50, it was a whole different thing. Like, I was just... I've been here half a fucking century. I absolutely know what I'm talking about. If I stand by something, I fucking know. So I think as you get older, it definitely gives you the confidence. Um, But do you know what I think is the big thing about the different age gap between men and female peaking with sexually? I think hormones have a part to play in it, but I think the confidence, like you said, TJ, is a big thing. And I think that comes because when women are young we're told don't have sex don't date boys don't stay away from boys they're bad don't be a slut don't be a tart don't sleep with multiple men don't whatever blah blah blah. don't sleep with anyone till you're married whereas boys it's encouraged like how many can you sleep with before you're 12 years old you know it's like so of course boys by the time they're 17 years old are going to be much more confident and know what they're did you say before you were 12 years old what are you guys doing in australia (laughs) my god I'm exaggerating. Okay, all right, all right. I'm exaggerating on all levels here. But my point is that, like, it's more encouraged for men, especially as they're younger. It's like a a trophy, like, as they're young to be having sex. So, of course, they're going to be more sexually confident at a younger age, whereas women, typically, it takes them a little longer to figure it out because as you get older and you do start to date a few different people, you're like, oh, no one actually cares about this. That's so stupid trying to, like, not have sex with people and not date people when I wanted to, you know, right. like if you don't want to fine, that's one thing, but like, you know, holding yourself back because of what 
you know, society might think of you or what a future boyfriend might think of you, you realize that it's all bullshit as you get older. And so you just become more comfortable doing whatever you want to do. And, and then, so you do get more sexual experience as you get older, typically, like typically, I think. I think it's interesting that you say that because I had a buddy that, you know, we were all in high school. He started dating this girl and this girl was a college age girl, you know, a couple of years older than us. And she knew what she wanted and she was really upfront with him. And because she was so comfortable in her sexuality, it was a turnoff for him. And think about that for a moment. Like the idea that she knew what she wanted and wanted to help him give her what she wanted. He was like, like, what are you talking about? Like, that's that's amazing. That falls under the label of male performance syndrome. Yeah. I think that falls under a culture of double standards, Bruce, to be honest with you, because I think that. Yeah. I I agree with you. The old double standard that if a guy sleeps with a lot of girls, he's a stud. And if the woman sleeps with a lot of guys, she's a. Okay. So, yeah, however you want to put it. In your late high school year, somebody should know what they're doing because someone could lose an eye. (laughs) Well, in my equation, I was that person. Okay, I mean, somebody had to be, Sam. Let's go on to the second question. Yes, let's do it. Okay, this uh, this one's for Sam. It's kind of odd. Um, let's see if you guys pick up on the weird vibes uh, like I did when I pre-read it. Uh, it says, Sammy, I'm 19 years old, and I'm currently in my first year of college. I'm single, and I have a bit of an awkward dilemma on my hands. I'm very much attracted to a man who is a little bit older than me, and if I am to pursue a relationship with him, it would definitely raise a lot of eyebrows. The man I'm attracted to is 32 years old. Uh, he and I have had an intimate and professional relationship since I was 15. We get along amazingly well, and I feel incredibly safe and secure when I am with him. I want to pursue him and see if he feels the same way about me. Here's the tricky part. When we met each other, I was 15. When he was the assistant coach on my freshman basketball team, he was my head coach when I made the varsity team two years later. I owe him so much. How should I go about this, Lauren? It's a a woman, right? Yes, 19-year-old woman pursuing or wanting to pursue her 32-year-old former high school basketball coach. Do you, first off, before you guys answer that, do do you get the feeling they were intimate when she was underage? I, I didn't. I didn't because she's trying to figure out if she he's interested in her. Okay. Let's let's leave it at that then. Go ahead. Sam, Avril? Uh, uh, I think given her. that she... Huh? Me? Yeah. yeah. I think given that she's now 19, then if she feels that way, I would like flirt and see what reaction comes back. Because it's... It's kind of like shady lines to cross if you go and like um, put yourself out there and he's not interested. So I would kind of just like flirt and see. But as far as like, is it wrong? No, I don't think it's wrong. Like I had that fantasy when I was young too, to like be with like, you know, someone much older than me. And I think it's a phase that I grew out of, um, but it's just a part of being a woman and being experimental and um, some things turn some girls on and, you know, some girls like to be with younger men, some girls like to be with older men for different reasons too. And especially when you're 19, a lot of guys your own age can seem very immature, like we were just talking about before. So I can understand, you know, some girls are attracted to power and a man with like a a job and security and like you know leadership and like you know seems stable and something going on 
um, just like something that popped into my mind. I was in a taxi driver in Greece, uh, in a taxi one time in Greece and the taxi driver, I think he thought I was like 18 years old, like his daughter. So he started giving me advice that he, he told me, he tells his daughter, he says, you should never and before the age of 25 you should never be in a relationship for longer than two months I was like huh he said wow. yeah because you need to date as many people as possible to understand what you want and to to figure out what turns you on and what you like and what you expect and don't expect from a relationship but you don't want to be there too long that you get attached because before the age of 25 you don't know what you want <laughs> that was his advice and I honestly think that's great advice so as far as this girl like yeah, I, I don't, as far as the age thing, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like she's of age and she's the younger one deciding like, it, you know, that's what she wants. So by all means, like go for it. But I, but just because of the relationship of being like a co coach and that they have had that longer relationship, I wouldn't be too like forceful because he might not feel comfortable with it. That's so true. maybe just try sure. and see what happens. <laughs> a good point. Yeah, was a very good point. What, what age do you think? Um, let's take a, uh, I'd like Sammy's thought on this, if if it's possible. Yeah, before I'm sorry. We go. I'm sorry. Yes, Sammy, please go ahead. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Okay, <clears throat> so I was underage with my very first boyfriend, who was a professional athlete, and he has since passed away. Um, and when I was underage, I will remain ageless, but I was underage. I also was a top teen model traveling the world with my own apartment uh, in other countries, right. very much independent and on my own. So I wasn't your average later teenager, right? And he also was 30. So our relationship was complicated because I was too young to really understand. It was my first real relationship. What and I think I was looking at him more fatherly because he was older and had zero relationship with my father. Um, and sex wasn't really a big thing for us. It was more the companionship. And I was very adult for my age. So I understand that part. The only thing that creeped me out a little bit was I was unclear, like he was her assistant coach of one team and then a coach of another team. And that to me just screams grooming. I yep. watched all this bullshit on Netflix and whatnot. And like all these crazy series and clickbait and catfish and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I just don't know, or I didn't catch it in her, her email, like what he's given towards her, like what his vibe to her is, or is it just her wanting to pursue him? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, has he been grooming her to be of age? But then again, she's 19. She could have easily had sex with him at 18. Correct? Right. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, Sam. Like, the whole grooming narrative, that's, like, really touchy situation here because th there is some truth to that. There are people that have sort of nefarious relationships in an effort to try to do something down the road. And, and that can be very psychologically damaging uh, to, to young men and women. Um, that said though, like you both have said it, she is of age. Like, are well, we gonna shame her into not pursuing something that it's clear that she no. believes that she wants of her own accord? Like she even said, like, I don't know how this guy's gonna essentially respond to it. So how do I go about it? Well, I think we all kind of laid it out there. It really comes down to, does she want to go ahead and make the move 
see the reaction. She is 19. He is 32. My first thought is that's really a young girl for a 32 year old to be going out with. But my question, but then again, I can understand the experience for both. Um, here's a question I have that's related to this. Avril, how, how old are you? May I ask you? Uh, 34. 30. Amazing. You look amazing. And Thanks. Sammy, you look amazing too. Absolutely. For 55, so let's take thank you. I know you. when you said you were 55, I was like, what? I thought you were my age. <laughs> so I look amazing let's, too, Bruce. You don't have to say it. It's okay. Thank you. you got it, TJ. You got it, TJ. Now let's take I thought you were younger question. than me, TJ. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Let's take this question and let's relate it to of real's age in a second. Because if I relate it to Sammy, I'm gonna say, would you date a 90-year-old man? Just kidding. So how old are you comfortable with of real? Like for instance, even me at my age at 64, I mean, there's 30 plus year old women that would like, you know, I, they tell me they'd like to go out with me. And I'm like, I'm just, aren't I, aren't I too old? You know I mean? Where do you draw the line? I I've read where 13 years younger is perfect. Um, you know, no matter what age it is, but I think it's all personal preference. Is there a rule? What's the youngest rule to follow? That you well, okay. Here's something from personal experience. So I was married before I left Australia. Actually, right before I met you, Bruce, I had just divorced my husband, my ex-husband. Right. So I was, I met him when I was 21. We got married when I was 23, divorced when I was 28. And he was 10 years older than me. So here's a thing that you have to understand as a young girl dating an older guy. For me, it was something that I was like really attracted to, you know, like, older guys for me were such studs. Like I would have dated a guy that was like 40 and not cared. It wasn't about the age for me. It was about this like maturity and this confidence and this sureness. And they had like direction in life and just, I don't know, there was so much that was attractive about it for me. But what I didn't realize and what I learned from that relationship is like, what is, what's more important than age is where the people are at in their life. Like you said, Sammy, as a teenager, you were, living like a European girl, probably where, you know, you're living on your own, you're independent, you're, you know, you have a job, you've been working, you've not been reliant on your parents for many years. Whereas you can have a 25 year old male in America who's still living at home. And a lot of 25 year olds, not just males, sorry, but females as well are living at home. So there's a big maturity difference, a big life experience difference. Like by 25, I'd lived in countries all over the world. And then there's other people that have never even left home. So for me, that's a bigger thing. And it's also like, you have to think, it's not just about you, like this 30, like, so I was 21 meeting a 31 year old guy. He, his direction in life, he wants to get married, have kids, settle down, have a business. Like that's the path that he's on. And um, I sort of was not at that path when I was 21. And we, you know, navigated it together for a while, but ultimately we were on two separate paths and, and that's something that you have to think about as well is like you, there's one thing to have like attraction and have a great relationship and all that, but there's also compatibility too. It's also like, is this something that I like, but then you can meet like a 40 year old guy who has no interest in settling down, doesn't want kids anytime soon. And guys are in a fortunate position where they can do this. So for me, it's not about age specifically. It's more about like, being on the same path as someone in life. And my boyfriend now is actually exactly the same age as me. He's like three months older than me and it's cool. perfect, but it's not necessarily about the age. It's more that we're like at the same stage of life. Right. Like we both right. want kids, but not yet. We both want to travel a little bit more together. We're both like sort of building on our careers and, you know, working on that. And 
we're very active. Like, you know, for me, those things are more important than the actual age. Well, you're building a base, a base to grow and work from. Yeah. Right. In in business and in personal life, you've got to have a solid base or the pyramid you've built falls apart, you know? Yeah. And it's got to, you got to realize that it's more, more than just having a relationship with some, I mean, if you just want to hook up with them, by all means, do whatever you want. But if you want to have a relationship with someone or explore that, it's got to be more than about attraction. It's got to be about compatibility as well. Like, do you want the same things? Do you have the same, you know, are you at the same stage of life? Hey, real quick, getting back to our emailer, I I would just say this, and this is the one bit of advice that I think we can all agree on. We're not necessarily rooting for this outcome, but like whatever she decides to do, just prepare for whatever that relationship turns into uh, to basically destroy the one that you have now because it's it's not going to be the same afterwards maybe it's better but it's not going to be what it is now where it's where it's innocent largely and you're not going to be able to go back to that i don't think i have one also she's also 19 very inexperienced where he is somewhat hopefully experienced she could be setting herself up for a little bit of disaster so it's 2021 buff i don't know if uh, anybody's inexperienced at 19 anymore i'm just saying well also i have Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say one more thing. I think at 19, you think that everything matters and that it's going to stick with you for the rest of your life. That's true. Like, <laughs> there were so many guys that I didn't hook up with when I was younger because I was like, oh, I don't want to like ruin this friendship or ruin this whatever right. we had going on. I'm not even friends with these people a few years later. So who cares? I should have just hooked up with them and see what happened, you know, yeah. like whatever. Remember and when high school was the everything, the... you know? What I was going to say goes... advice for Wait. her. Um, because it seems wait, like- wait, Sammy, one second, one second, one second, Sammy, please hold that thought. So in real, you know, that brings back an old thing. It's like the girl looks at the guy and says, no, I want to just, we're friends. So the answer, the guy should go, well, what do you only sleep with the people you hate? I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to get that one out. I had to get that one. Yeah. Out. <laughs> I was going to say really quick that, um, she asked how to do this and we haven't addressed like how, right. um, I would say. I'm a big fan of not putting anything in writing. Um, oh, that's true. Do not be like, uh, I've been in love with you since I was a, you know, an underage uh, varsity, you know. Yeah. No. And also, uh, text words take out the in, 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 intonation of and the feeling of what's behind the message and yeah. read, misread wrong. He. He might not even believe her if he just reads that in a text message too. She needs to uh, uh, reach out to him and uh, meet with him with coffee and get this off of her chest. And I think that's the best way to do it is in person. So here we get back again. Another, what is the key thing factor in these two questions with the answer? Communication. Mm -hmm. We get back to communication. It's key in everything. We got about five minutes left. To All right, we got we got one. we got one more. It's not very long, and I don't know how to figure out the words to uh, change it. So we're just gonna just straight up say it. Tommy writes in, uh, Bruce, is it true that I can change the way I taste by eating pineapple? Uh, are there any other foods that will do this? <laughs> to my knowledge, to my knowledge, uh, the taste he's talking about, we all know what he's talking about. Okay, huh. so. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate <laughs> Thank it. Thank you, Sammy. Appreciate it. That's well, why you're on the somebody show. Somebody might That's not know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I've always been told that pineapple was a very key factor and very healthy for men to uh, ingest for that reason. as well. That's as to make children. it taste better, right? Like, that's the That's rumor what on the I screen. understand. Yeah. That's what I understand. Are, are there any well, foods to stay away from? Oh, God, asparagus. 
Well, yeah, so no, that's, but yeah. really, asparagus. Well, I, I mean, no asparagus because the, the uric acid it, it makes it yeah within nope. a minute. No, no, I mean, asparagus. like no asparagus on a date. If you want to go down on your partner or you want to take a piss next to him or her, fuck it. Do not do it. It fucking stinks. Sorry. Uh, that's genetic, okay. by the way. Not everyone. Oh, uh, no, I don't know one asparagus eater that smells good down there. Right, I, understand, I understand that. So, like, literally, if you do the DNA testing, it'll tell you if you have the variants for your urine to uh, change scent uh, through the ingestion of asparagus so I'll tell you something that is good coconut water coconut water is very good for guys and their sperm taste um, okay so pina coladas everybody yogurt yogurt yeah, is yeah, good for women same thing pina coladas mm. pina coladas <laughs> and let's not forget the female side yogurt right yogurt am i correct um, you can put it inside or you could put it inside you could i didn't mean there. putting it inside sammy i'm no, talking about ingesting it, in it. There. you do it for the okay. ph balance are like, you serious Yes, you can. Yeah, have- I've had I've had that supposed to be really good. Like years ago, I had a like a what do you call it? A yeast infection that you get from wearing wet swimmers in hot weather for hours at a time. And um, so when you take the antibiotics that you have to take for it to get rid of it, right. it destroys all the bacteria, the good and the bad. And um, my my boss actually at the time, because I had to ask for days off work, he was like, "Oh yeah, and don't forget to get some yogurt and like." and you're gonna flip the fuck out boric acid capsules and you stick this capsule in your vagina and oh. it balances your ph oh yes boric that sounds acid. so scary to me i just hear the oh, word acid Bruce, did, i mean girls look it up listening <laughs> being a woman is not for wimps buff like what they have to do like yeah man we got it easy we got it easy hey, being a woman you've got to be a mechanic as far as we're concerned our artillery is on the outside we can see everything okay <laughs> you guys it's a whole nother story well, not exactly yeah. the proctologist don't they go up your bum yeah, and that that age is getting uh, lower and lower by the second. So, Every, I think it's forty five now. Everyone's supposed to get that checked. Oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know how the, we got to the other no, side. I was get the about oil check. I didn't know how we got no, to no, the no. back real quick. But the, okay. the oil check. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah colonoscopies and prostate exam by forty five. There you go. Not all the men's things are on the outside, Bruce. Some of you men have things on the inside. Prostate. Okay, uh, we all do. We're all supposed to have that. <laughs> but you guys like it. I'm sorry. Uh, allegedly, not everybody. Not everybody. Really? I mean, so that's the question. I've heard this so many times where people will say, "Is it gay to play with my prostate with my girlfriend?" It's like, no, that's pretty heterosexual. I mean, it's you and your no, girlfriend. No. I don't know how that's gay. Like, it's called it's called an erogenous zone. Okay. Yeah, and that's how we're wired. Your prostate is designed to make you do that thing. Do you want to know the craziest thing? That so your anus has more nerve endings in that little anal area than your entire body. There's so that's why the anus is um, uh, very stimulated easily with uh, finger and tongue play, and girls and guys like it. All anuses have lots of nerve. Avril's like, why the hell did I come on this show? 
Like what no, is I'm happening just, right now? I'm just laughing at all of this because it's like, you know, when people are like, oh, no, I don't like it. It's like, shut up. Yeah, you do. Fuck off. <laughs> you like it. You just don't want to say you like it. That's you're just all too it scared is. To try it. If you don't like it, you're just too scared to try it. Like gross and balls. What's, what's the old <laughs> adage? Try it. You'll like it. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, th th that's what I find funny is we're talking about confidence and all these things. And you have a, a large swath of, of men, especially in, in this country, that do not want to explore that part of their body because they think it says something about their masculinity. And it's like you're literally doing it with your straight heterosexual partner. I don't know what you're worried yeah. about. Okay. You know what? As far as I'm concerned, when I'm with when I'm with a girlfriend or somebody, I, as far if you're attracted and you've got great communication, Anything goes, okay? Enjoy. Yeah, it. until you, you say it like doesn't, it, and then you stop it, right? No, then you got your safe your safe word. Just have your safe word, and it's all done. It's My all safe done. word is stop. Uh, <laughs> um, I was gonna say, guys listening, if you would like women to investigate your anal area, I would give you one tip. It's got to be clean. Take a shower. There cannot be any smell of anything, and I <laughs> actually would recommend Irish Spring. I love it. I grew up on it. Like that was our soap in our house. And I just, you know, men that smell like Irish spring, it's very pleasing. So, I, I, I find it troubling that get... you have to put this PSA out there. You think that's <laughs> like common knowledge. No. no, you know what? It's common knowledge. It's common knowledge. It's not common practice. So we get back to what I said in the beginning of the show, women take care of themselves. Hopefully take care of themselves for us. Right. Let's take care of ourselves for them. And then you have the ultimate experience. You don't yeah. want to be that stinky asshole, literally or figuratively. On yeah. that note, let's just sign off on the show as we, we should. The Avril, we got to have you back sometime. Best of luck in the fight. Yeah, but that, we got to have you do this show again. This is really fun. Yeah, I can I actually go on like this. Questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could continue the show for another hour in the subject. I just got my training. Yeah. My, my training session starts in 20 minutes, so I got to get ready for that too. Get it, Brucey. So, I always get it, baby. I'm going to gonna get it and put it in we're, we're gonna have to really ice we're I, what 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 just happened right there there's a lot that just went on in that inner let's go bruce we're gonna get kicked off the internet <laughs> all right Avril, we're gonna sign off so go ahead and tell the audience whatever you would like to tell them let, let, um, go again let us know where to reach you the whole bit uh so saturday it's gonna be during the daytime you have to check what time the time translates to here in america but like it'll be nighttime in dubai so it means it's going to be like morning or daytime that the fight will be on saturday the 18th of uh september so not this coming saturday next saturday and uh you can go to my instagram at avril Mathy, which is just my name um the link in my the link to watch the fight is in my bio um it's also core sports.world that's the promoter that's the main website same thing same link um, that you can tune in, watch the fight, and uh, yeah, but follow me on Instagram, then you can watch all my fights. Oh, or YouTube, find me on YouTube. I have all the fights up there too, my previous ones. Yeah, check it out. They're really cool to watch. I want to do it. Very cool to watch. She's good, TJ. She's good. <laughs> I believe Thanks. it. I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting better and better every fight. I like to think every anyway. day. Every yeah, day, you're every day, and, and exactly. But especially every and, fight. <laughs> now, so after this the show, this will be a good one. And now, after the show, we're all more educated. Brother, the after party. You're more educated for the after party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Thanks All for right. having me on, guys. Of course. Stay with us until we close. Definitely. Okay. A pleasure having you on it. We're going to have you back, Avril. We're going to have you back. Okay. Sounds good. Sammy, go ahead. Uh, Sam's Pajama Party on Instagram, The Single Life on Twitter, and Sammy Phillips on Facebook. And I don't want to hear guys how 
I have 19 different names on 19 different socials. Didn't say anything. It is what it is. It is. Didn't say anything. It is what it is. None. Didn't and then, say a word. of course, everybody follow Penthouse, um, my employer, who I love so much. Uh, we have all kinds of cool shit happening. So go, go on over there, Instagram and Twitter, and check us out. That's it. Very cool. Hey, why one of the show, uh, Avril, have you ever modeled nude in your life for anybody? Um, just on my OnlyFans. <laughs> you, what, to, your, to your what? I'm sorry? Her OnlyFans. Just, just on my OnlyFans. Yeah. Oh, Not oh, for anyone that. else. That a, oh, okay. Got, Only, it, got, it, got OnlyFans. It. You don't know what OnlyFans is? This is where Bruce yeah. pretends he doesn't know what OnlyFans is. Like, no, that's just. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is a paid a, you have a paid site at all is that a paid site it's an well, you, you subscribe you subscribe for free and then you it's like pay-per-view content oh so you have an account there yeah well you better tell everybody about be it, since you're talking about it you can also find this in my link in bio and instagram <laughs> if wow, you go to thickens. yeah oh, if you go to so avrilsfans.com yeah. it uh links to my only fans Wow. Okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, the things so you didn't Sammy, know about me, Bruce. I thought you knew. No. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my, my, my boyfriend gets involved sometimes too. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. I know exactly what's going on in this OnlyFans. And guys, I think you probably need to join it. Not <laughs> I, I already have an OnlyFans. You can sign up for my OnlyFans right now. It's only seven cents a month. <laughs> So, Sammy, you should, Sammy, maybe pitch the penthouse doing a boxing spread on Avril. I know. I've, it's, it's already, notes are already taken. She, she arranged, you're, you're, Avril, Sammy arranges this kind of stuff. This is a key contact. So, okay. I'll send you both, I'll send you her information, Sammy. I already followed her. And then I'm Sam's pajama party and I'm private. So, just follow me back and I'll accept you. I accept everybody. But that's, I, that's not her Twitter name, though. It's, it's at the single life or whatever. Yes, it's, Single life on Twitter, but I, I <laughs> followed her on the. I got it in there, Buff. I got it in there. All right, we got to have her real back. I, this, this, this just took on a whole new meaning now. Now I, <laughs> boxer, only fans, model, got it. Okay, and God, women are making so much money on that site. It's crazy. I read about that school teacher. It's insane. On, uh, you can make up to like two hundred thousand a month. It's like not, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like mind blowing. We sit here and we look at the the account and we're just laughing like how is this real yeah amazing amazing all right everybody we're gonna have to have more conversation on this you're definitely gonna have to come back a real i want to touch <laughs> on the subject more so maybe we'll have you both on next month again sammy do you mind if a real joins us again i would love it i think okay. it's fantastic a real you up for it yeah sounds good when i come back from my fight let's talk when about you come it back from your fight absolutely all right, everybody. I want you all to have a great week. Avril, thank you so much for being on the show. It's a pleasure to call you, my friend. Pleasure to have known you all these years and to watch your own evolutionary process as it develops. And now with OnlyFans, it's even getting more <laughs> developing. So, okay. <laughs> Sammy, love you. You know I do. Have a great week. Everything good. TJ, all the best. Have a great week. Everybody, um, all I can tell you is I've been hinting on something, but I suggest that everybody watch Monday Night Football this Monday night. That's all I'm going to tell you. Oh, it's gonna make is this where the ads playing? Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, That's okay. there's, there's. I'm gonna go to the game. Let's put it that way. Oh, oh, even better. Oh yeah, yeah no. That's all I'm gonna, gonna tell you. What are you gonna do, Brucey? I'm not hey, telling anybody anything. It's not time yet, Sammy. It's not time. It's time. The Raiders time. are playing the Baltimore Super. Ravens. It's in Las Vegas. Um, 
Watch Monday Night Football. Vegas, that's an interesting city for and you. And while you're at it, enjoy a glass of Puncher's Chance. And for my fans in the UK, go to... From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Las Vegas, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show we talk about what you think about, but maybe afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on this time. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, UFC, politics, film, TV, collectibles, you name it, we talk about it. It's been a week gone by. We had a hell of a show last week. We got a very, very fun and funny and exciting show this week. I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. TJ, how are you? I'm good. I feel like I'm in the Brady Bunch right now. It's like, here's a story of two <laughs> lovely ladies <laughs> that are on a podcast that is Bruce's own. Something. That's very good, TJ. Actually. Thanks. Yeah, I've been practicing. All right. There you go. Well, we're on the show. So now that you mentioned the two lovely ladies, the first lovely lady we have is somebody everybody knows about. We don't know what she's going to say till she says it. We laugh with her. We've cried with her, and we've uh, gotten mad with her. So we'll bring her back on. The wonderful, the sensual, the beautiful, the ever-loving penthouse pet, director, writer, star. You name it, she's done it. Sammy Phillips. Hi, Sammy. Hi, guys. I just want to know, when have you ever truly been mad at me? Never, ever. Oh. Never, ever, ever. Oh, I didn't no. say mad at you. No, no, no. When I meant we got mad at the world together. Oh, we ran yeah. and we paid. No, I... 